Well, it's that wonderful time of year, everybody. That's right. All of the fall pilots are dropping on all those major networks. And of course, you know, myself and T-Max are always willing to jump on it, even if it would possibly be a grenade. We are talking about, of course, Test Pilot 2018. We're talking about seven different shows tonight. It's going to be a barn burner. We may even try and drown ourselves with in sorrow with our favorite beverages, of course, beer. So who is going to survive this fall showdown? Tune in and find out on a very TV-filled edition of The Review. Review. Oh, jeez. Like, started in the middle of it. Hey, TV. How can I help? <laughs> TV? <laughs> I like how you cut the uh, intro so short that... Because we just need to get it talking about there's it. There's so much going on in here, <laughs> I cut the intro short. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review Show, where two small town dudes give you our big small screen opinions. Wow. Well played. Thank you. I pulled it out there right at the end, because I kind of panicked when I said big. <laughs> so your eyes go wide on big big oh no where do i go from <laughs> where here where do i go nailed it uh this week we are doing our favorite episode of the year calling it it's yeah favorite. this is gonna be your favorite of the year <laughs> favorite of the year <laughs> we're doing our test pilot episode we're going over all of the net well the three major networks that don't have their own streaming service yeah uh, all of their pilots for the 2018 season. Yeah, this is the cream of the crop. The ones that they looked at and they were like, people are going to tune in to watch this. That. So let that yeah, sink in. That is right. This is the best of the best that people pitched to at least Fox, ABC, and NBC. <laughs> this is what made it. Yep. This is. This is some high quality. That is it. Television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think I was fiddling with some knobs when I was... Here, let me... Maybe that will do it. Okay. I, I don't I don't know. When, <laughs> I, I fiddle with knobs over there Stop on me and Chelsea. touching show. this. Listen, if Chelsea would just get into the mic, I could oh, not... Yeah. Maybe not she fiddle like, with... She talk like this the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. She'll start out like this, and then she'll be like, okay, now... Yeah, and then <laughs> Mike all around like a, the like table. a clicker, like, look, look at this toy I have. Like, stop it. Stop look at it. this toy I found. <laughs> okay. Keep now, talking. Now get into the mic, and then she'll start back here, and then she'll get all the way back here, and then come up real close. Like, Jesus, <laughs> will you just level out or something? Anyway, that's why I fiddle with the knobs. Uh, Chelsea never listens to the show. I can go yeah. ape shit just right now. <laughs> <laughs> No. This is our portion of the show where we just talk <laughs> shit about Chelsea. Ugh. I've been single dad mode all week. I've been going nuts. Um, but if we're going to do some TV on the top of the show, let's start out with some TV news, shall we? Oh, okay. I got a bit of a bit of a TV news. Oh, Want right. to hear it? Sure. Hear about this? <laughs> hear about this? <laughs> How about this? Hear about this? Hear about this? Uh... Damon Wayans. Oh. Uh, part of that Lethal Weapon series on Fox. Yeah. He wants out. 
<laughs> hear about this, JT. Awesome. He awesome. is now out after this season's first 13 episodes. Sweet. So Lethal Weapon is going to star two characters that are not Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, let me take... Oh, oh, come on. I took a screenshot of his actual quote that I am now trying to find. Quote, fuck this. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> um, okay, so... I'm going to, here's his, his actual quote when he was uh, talking to some, some guy. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to be quitting the show in December after we finish the initial 13, Wayne said in a video interview. So I really don't know what they're planning, but that's what I'm planning. I'm a 58-year-old diabetic, and I'm working 16-hour days. And he goes on to say, uh, well, actually, his off-camera interviewer said, uh, so you're over it? Wayans replied. Uh, I've been over it. <laughs> referencing... That his character from the series, I'm done. Like Murtaugh said, I'm too old for this. <laughs> he, uh, the interviewer asked if he was kidding. Wayne shook his head no. As for what he's going to do next, Wayne said, I'm going to return to the stage and try to find my smile again. Oh my god. So Lethal Weapon killed his smile? <laughs> killed a Wayans. Now they just recast Clayne Crawford. If you remember yeah. from our last year's pilot, or yeah. two years ago at this point, pilot, yeah. uh, TV test pilot, uh, we thought he was really fun in yeah. that. Uh, but I guess he was a dick on the set. Apparently he was a total prick, so they got <laughs> rid of him, and they replaced him with Sean William Scott this season. Yeah. And now Damon Wayans is like, uh-uh, yeah. I'm done. Now I'm out of this. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> I'm out. Look what you did, Clayne. <laughs> yeah, if that is your real name. Clean. Uh, so yeah, that's my uh, little bit of TV news there, JT. Awesome. Well, Lethal Weapon sounds like they should just drop it. <laughs> it's not even Lethal Weapon anymore. Not. Nah. I hope they're not even detectives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tune in next week on Lethal Weapon when we follow the two Baker main stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one's a Baker. One's a candlestick maker. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal weapon. Yeah. What a what a bullshit show that is, huh? Um, Tune in next week for Lethal Weapon when Shrek and Donkey <laughs> decide to go <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. That's it. That's what I got for TV ah, what news. What the fuck is shit? That's, no, we're fine. Okay. It's just, for some reason, my computer decides to put shit up every once in a while. Oh my god, when I was recording last charm type episode, yeah. there's an error message that popped up halfway through me and Chelsea's show. <laughs> oh, and no. I just thought I'd hit I just wouldn't do anything and it would continue to record and then I just hit ignore and then everything stopped and I'm like, <laughs> No And so I'm like, Chelsea, stop talking. Save your thoughts and then I <laughs> We've come so far. Quick, I quick like quick saved it and it fortunately went in. But like I think we transition from there yeah pretty okay i didn't i didn't notice anything good that's the magic of editing jt oh my gosh <laughs> uh moving on to other news jt yes <laughs> bigger news big sony news oh my god is it about how venom sucks not yet <laughs> not yet <laughs> so jared leto's morbius movies in the works so much so in the works that it is the next one being produced by Sony oh. after this Venom movie. Wow. And I guess in the Sony Marvel universe, yeah. which I guess the Spider-Verse movie does not count. Yeah. 
I guess. Um, I guess. I took a screenshot of this as well because I thought it'd be uh, interesting. Ooh. Um, Venom producers Matt Tolmack and Avi Arad. And Avi Arad is a very uh, familiar name if you watched anything Marvel in the 90s. He came over from a toy company, and now he's a big shot Hollywood producer oh, nice. that likes to shove his dumbass opinions into things. <laughs> That's why you got Venom in Spider-Man 3, people. Because of Avi Arad. That Come on, guys. big fucking Tommy Bahama wearing make motherfucker. Money. You make big money. Uh, and he's got the weird voice. He got to talk like this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he, anyway, he's stupid. <laughs> he, uh, they both have confirmed that Sony is currently working on the Morbius film. Uh, this is intended to be the next Spider-Man spinoff to release after Venom. Good. The up- Still no Spider-Man. <laughs> nope. Uh, the upcoming <laughs> Venom movie is intended to be the launch of a new superhero shared universe centered around the Spider-Man villains. Uh, okay, that sounds good. And the hero, Spider-Man. Well, let's see if that's farther down this paragraph. The film is expected <laughs> to lay a strong foundation for the rest of the franchise, with a current prediction suggesting it'll break Gravity's October box office record. Are they talking about... Oh, yeah. The movie Th- Gravity. They're talking about Venom breaking yeah. Gravity's October box office record. The next film... You know what I think will beat it? Probably A Star is Born. <laughs> The same movie coming out the same week. <laughs> the next film, Morbius, is gradually taking shape. There have been a number of recent rumors about key characters, and the latest reports have suggested that the production will now begin next month in November. <laughs> or after Venom tanks terribly. Yeah, we'll see. Jared Leto, don't put all your eggs in one basket, would yeah. you? You're already yeah. the Joker, for crying out loud. You know well that went. Yeah, I've... We'll, we'll get into it once we get to that part of the news, but I've heard some things about Venom. Well, my next thing is about <laughs> Venom. Okay. Just little tidbits of news. I didn't go to full... I didn't read any spoilers or any No, I didn't read any either. spoilers, but... But here are some facts okay. about Venom right off the top that we already have. It's got two post-credit sequences. Oh, my God. So if you're going to see it, stick around. Hold your bladder. You don't <laughs> want to see those. Uh, apparently there's 40 minutes of deleted scenes, so says Tom Hardy. Wow, that sounds awful. <laughs> and it is officially rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it is expected to have a $175 million opening box office weekend. I highly doubt that. <laughs> Those are all my facts that I had about Venom. Did they expect a $175 million opening weekend? That's what they predicted. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's shooting for the stars baby. wow <laughs> that that is probably the most shocking news you've heard in a long holy time holy shit what fucking world do they live on yeah like what lies do they tell themselves <laughs> don't know don't oh know. my god I yeah. can't wait for this opening weekend now. Oh, yeah. Where they're just going to be like, they're, they're going to like try and justify it where it's like, someone stole all that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang, it must have leaked and got on like Pirate Bay or something. <laughs> Shucks. I, I can't see. Mil. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm frantically searching for uh, that article I saw. 
because that's the number I maybe I, maybe it was just seventy five. If that movie makes one hundred seventy five million dollars in oh, a weekend, here we go. Came out October third, which was today. Venom eyes an one hundred seventy five million dollar worldwide opening weekend. Worldwide. Hoof. That's bad. They are not going to get anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Just based on the word of mouth I've heard alone that I've heard about it. It's just. Holy fuck. <laughs> so we'll see. We are reviewing it next week. Yeah. <laughs> we are. I gotta find some time to see this fucking thing. Yeah, me too. I don't know when, but it'll, I'll fit it in there. I'll Jesus get it. I'll Christ. be down to the wire, but I'll get it in yeah. there. Well, well, since we're on it, I'll tell you. Like they put, like I guess they've had screenings of it. Yeah. Already, like, right. pr- like, uh, and they've broken like the embargo on like talking about it on social media, and for the like mild case here and there they're all pretty fucking awful (laughs) yeah i saw that it was trending yesterday that must have been the embargo broke yeah and i was like oh i kind of want to see some but i don't want to read it like i kind of want to go into it as open minded as i can most of the uh most of the comparisons i've heard is imagine any comic book movie made before iron man that's what I keep seeing too. Like any headlines, like Venom straight out of two thousand. Yeah. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Even though we liked those when they were when they came out, but yeah. again, those were the only ones we had. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sony's it's... still playing back in the year twenty. But <laughs> another thing I heard is that there's people that are now saying that there's a big conspiracy theory because oh, Lady yeah. Gaga's fan base is so is so uh militant that there's people saying that her fans are going out and flooding the internet with bad reviews of Venom to get more people to go see A Star Is Born oh. since they come out in the same weekend. Oh, okay. Cuz I was I didn't put that together. I was like <laughs> No, yeah. So like, like there's there's so there's the big conspiracy theory like all the Marvel Marvel apologists where it's mm-hmm. like the only reason it's getting bad reviews is because Lady Gaga's fans are spreading horseshit rumors about it. Lady Gaga's fans don't give a fuck about Venom. <laughs> and if there are crossover I hope appeal, there is I hope I want to see a fight between the monsters <laughs> and the Venom fucks. <laughs> the old symbiotes versus the yeah. monsters. Oh god. Ooh. I am not looking forward to watching this fucking movie. <laughs> well, we'll I'm gonna, see be, I'm gonna be pissed watching. <laughs> Maybe we should try to go together as a group with a few dudes that we should mind seeing it. We should have it be a raucous good time. <laughs> I need I need a beer in my hand. I want to watch this fucking thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's all the news I have, JT. So if all you got right. anything, that's why I was letting you just go off the handle. Go off the there. rails. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a few things. Okay. Um, okay, all right. Okay. Okay, all right. All right. All right, okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. What song is that from? I know it's from something. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Troy, Amazon Prime has the apparently X-rated version of RoboCop on there. What? Yeah. There's an 
X-rated Like an version? X-rated director's cut of RoboCop. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of want to see it. What? I didn't know there was this kind of a rating. I think this is before it was before that NC-17. Oh, okay. Rated X. Okay. I guess that makes sense then. Yeah. So it, it would just be like... Probably bloodier or... Maybe more, more, gory. more tits. I don't know. <laughs> shooting tits off. Yeah. Oh. I'm Red Foreman's shooting tits off. <laughs> you fucking copper! <laughs> I'm gonna shoot your tits, you copper! Uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of news either. My last bit of news, Troy. Black oh, Mirror. Oh my goodness. Black Mirror news. Uh, I guess they're aiming for a release in late December. Mm-hmm. Around the same time as the uh, previous season came out and for one of their episodes they're planning on doing a choose your own adventure episode yeah i heard about that i kind of want to see how that um yeah plays out there if that even works yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm curious to see how they're gonna make it work too so there you go black mirror break a new ground oh my goodness gracious um well if that's all the news you have then I suppose... guess that means it's done. We're done. Hey, we're done. Hey, we're, we're done. done here. There's actually quite a few trailers that came out this... <laughs> yeah. Like, it's probably a good thing we don't have a lot of news, because there's a lot of fucking trailers that drop. Yeah, I mean, I have four myself. Yeah, I'm, I'll have to go through, but yeah, I, there's pl- There's a whole fuck ton that dropped this week. Um, Do you want to start it off, or do you just want to tag on to the ones I got? Um... I'll just tag on. Tag on. All tag right. On. First one I got, I'm going to start with a, maybe a bit of a smaller movie. Okay. Uh, It's called The Long Dumb Road. Okay. And the stars Jason Manzukis in Ooh, one of the title roles. Nice. And it's, uh, he co-stars with, um, I've seen him in something else and I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's like a new up and comer, kind of like younger actor. Gotcha. Whatever. And he is going on a road trip to go to L.A. to start a, to be a, like a photographer and art an artist. Yep. And he just happens to break down in front of a gas station where Jason Manzukis is quitting as the mechanic. Jason Manzukis <laughs> says, screw yourself. He fixes that kid's car and then they both go to L.A. together. And along the way, he go like stops at certain places and raucous things. So it's happen. like a cheap due date. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe. It doesn't look like it's, like, one of the few comedies that have come out recently. Like, The House yeah. that he was also in yeah. doesn't look like that. Okay. It looks like a, kind of like a raunchy comedy, but more of, like, a down-to-earth one. Okay. Where they actually get to know each other. Oh, my God. And it's, like... Maybe heartfelt a little bit? I don't like character development in my comedy, Troy. <laughs> Sorry. I'd rather just see raunchy, stupid humor throughout. Um, well. That's why my favorite movie of last year was uh, what was really one of the really shitty ones. <laughs> Something with Melissa McCarthy in it. Uh, the House? That sure, we'll say year? that one. Yeah, that was last year. <laughs> that was pretty bad. It was pretty- <laughs> um, I don't know what came out last year. Um. So anyway, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I like Jason Manzuka oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, but anything, I want him to get his big break. Yeah, anything that he's usually in usually isn't terribly good, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. Because anytime he's on like any podcast, 
and I see his name on there, yeah. I usually listen to it, even if I haven't listened to that podcast in a long time. Oh, yeah, time. he's hilarious. So, and it looks like he's bringing that kind of sensibility to his character, and it is rated R, too, so. Nice. I'm into it. Fucking love the rated R, dude. The long, dumb road. Hard R. That's right. <laughs> Todd McFarlane's Spawn directing. Spawn shows up halfway through the movie. That's right. With Hellboy. Oh, my. Um, the next one I got is another comedy. Yeah. Maybe you saw this one. See the trailer for Holmes and Watson? The new Will yeah. Ferrell, John C. Riley joint? Man, this looks bad. It looks terrible. <laughs> like, the I... fact that they picked the cream of the crop out of that mo- out of that movie for their trailer, and I didn't laugh once. Oh, it was groan-inducing. <sighs> Even, like, the no-shit Sherlock line. Ugh. <laughs> it was... How they keep talking about how they think the queen is hot. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're we're in such an old time. Of course we think she's hot. Yeah. Like, ugh. I don't know. Like, as soon, me and Chelsea both watched it at the same time, and as soon as we got it done, I'm like, that looks like hot shit. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but I kind of still want to see it. And I'm like, ah. All right. <sighs> It looks really bad. So we'll probably end up seeing it. So Oof. I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> you can tell me. Yeah. It, it's not even directed by Adam McKay. It's produced by him. Yeah. Because that's who usually does all their joint stuff. But it's it's yeah. some other, I don't know, some other guy. I know. I know when uh, me and Molly went back and we just finished rewatching The Office because uh, we stopped when Michael Scott's completely gone. Yeah, but the the episodes where it's Michael Scott and Will Ferrell together, I think, are pretty good. <laughs> like the one where like he has him host the Dundies with him, yeah, and he like tries to do the fucking uh, the King speech shit with him. <laughs> he just yeah. puts like headphones on him, like the 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 Dundies. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yelling. <laughs> No, you'll speak fine if you just if you just talk normally and just like has these headphones on. The Dantes, the Dantes. Did you uh, happen to watch until Robert California was on? We, James Spader. Yeah, he was on for well, we yeah, he was on and then we stopped. Okay, okay. I like James Spader as the boss. Yeah. As Robert California. But he doesn't even last that long because he's he's on and then he like leaves and becomes CEO and then it's Andy. Yeah. uh, But I like the whole, his whole tenure as Robert California I think is good. Yeah. Like Andy kind of wears on me as the boss, but then like in one season, it only has eight seasons, right? Or nine. I think it's nine. There's, like, one season where, like, he's off filming, like, Hangover 3, and so he's hardly in it. Yeah. And so they just, like, don't have a manager or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because they do that shit where, like, people try to, like, call for the manager, and then they're just like, oh, he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, anyway, I've seen The Office all the way through probably 50 times, and that's yeah. not even an we're, exaggeration. We're done. <laughs> so, like, I can... I like picking out things in the later seasons that I don't remember, because it happens a lot because I just don't pay attention once I yeah. have gotten into the seventh season of you can, The like, Office. Almost, you can almost tell that the writers stop giving a fuck by the time Michael Scott leaves. Because mm. it's just... Everyone just seems like... Even like the characters that... like The reason they're funny is because they're so soft-spoken become even louder 
just to make up for the fact that Michael Scott's not there anymore. Yeah, they almost become caricatures yeah. of themselves. And it sucks. <laughs> um Yeah, I would say they don't they don't they didn't stop giving a shit as much as they had to get creative and what they did I don't think worked. I still don't think it's bad. It's not bad. It's just not as good. Okay. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> there are worse things. That we will talk about we tonight. We will talk about tonight. <laughs> than later seasons of The Office. Okay, I will. I will. Uh, I will bow to that. <laughs> um, next trailer I have, JT, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I was excited to see another trailer for this drop. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, too. I didn't expect another one. Um, looks great, right? Yeah. I'm a big... Like, I'm sure you're way into it because of all the, like the spider-man references and stuff mm-hmm. but i was like really into it because it seems like even like the the different dimensional spider-man that they uh bring in like seem to have like their own like animation style yeah yeah i yeah i noticed that when i watched it like through the second time yeah and it's really cool like you're seeing like a bunch like even when they're but like the animation is done well enough where like it doesn't seem to like take away or like seem mm-hmm odd enough where like i'm out of it completely right where it's like like a uh, spider ham right like he's, it's totally like a 2d animation style right. right but like they still 3d it up enough where like it kind of blends in with the rest of the people so it's like unless you're like staring directly at him yeah you're like oh shit he's 2d <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah really good and i love that they've got um oh shit who's his voice um John Mulaney. Mulaney yes, yep. Mulaney as his voice. Yeah. Sounds perfect. And they got Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Yes. Um, they have the also introduced Spider-Gwen. And there was like a Japanese girl version. Was there one more? There was like quite a few they introduced in the trailer that I thought they were going to save for the movie. Yeah. So. I think there's like six altogether that they introduce. <laughs> okay, then that's all of them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the anime, but the anime one, like anime, like girl Spider Man, like she, they do like total like anime style mm-hmm. animation like around her. Yeah. So it's like shit. Like it just looks really cool. Like they're all kind of blending together. Yeah, I like. It's something you would never get in a live action movie. Yeah. That they're like these are from different worlds and they can show them as being drawn differently. Yeah. Which is amazing. I know. Like that, that's like when when they first talked about this, I was like, oh, they're just only making it animated because they can't do a live action Spider Man because of Marvel. Yeah. But then like, yeah, seeing this, I'm like, oh shit, of course it's animated because then <laughs> yeah. like different different uh, universes could mean different animation styles. Right. Like it's it's awesome. Yeah. So I'm into it. I might watch it again before I go to bed or just <laughs> put it on repeat and just have me yeah. drift softly to sleep. I was listening to a podcast today where they were talking about like the origins of Spider-Ham. Have you ever heard about it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, like, I guess like Spider-Ham and like the origins of Spider-Ham in the books is like he's a spider that gets bitten by a radioactive pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the whole thing is fun. And like, it's, I think it's based off a book called Spider-Verse, which I kind of want to read, but it's too bad I got the rest of my fucking 
comic <laughs> show all playing out with Batman stuff for the rest of the year. Ah, damn it. Could have, you come... could have done a Spider-Man one to build up to the multiverse or Spider-Verse. Maybe when it comes out on home release, wow. I'll have to there you influence. Go. Well, you'll have to, Dave will probably have to owe you one because you're doing all this Batman. <laughs> you would think, right? You would yeah. really think. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! Is it a hot one? <laughs> uh, and the last one I got, JT, unless you have... It's like the big one, unless you have all any right, more well, smaller can, ones. All right. I've got some uh, other ones I could probably throw in there. Oh, let's see. Uh, we've got... Uh, Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart's uh, attempt at an Oscar for The Upside. Oh, okay. Have you seen anything for this? No, not at all. Uh, Brian Cranston plays a paraplegic. All right. Who uh, hires Kevin Hart because he's a fast talker that won't take any of his sass. Oh. And, yeah, pretty much you take that and then think of any possible scene you can get out of that that builds up emotion uh-huh. that's what this movie is okay great even down to like uh kevin hart being like i can't see my son and then he's like well whose fault do you think that is oh boy and then they have these yeah <laughs> oh boy it's, yeah it's it's pretty much just uh that shit okay what's that called uh the upside okay forgotten it already yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, Maybe it'll be great. Next one I got, Troy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, they put out a teaser trailer for the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. Yeah, I wanted to watch that. I just didn't get to it yet. Yeah, it and uh, you know what? I'm kind of interested in this because I was kind of dreading it because I'm, I thought that they're just going to be like, oh, well, we're just going to rip off bohemian rhapsody uh-huh. and do that shit but from like the small scenes they show in it it kind of looks like kind of a they do like some fantasy musical type scenes in it okay like it looks like there's like a scene in it where like an entire street corner breaks out in a song and dance and shit okay so it's like a, a like a legit musical it looks like it. I'm not. I'm. I don't know if this is gonna be like maybe like dream sequences they put into the movie because oh, sure. it's it's a teaser. There's only like a minute and a half. Okay. Of footage that they show, but I don't know. There was like different scenes where it looks like it could be like a musical. Like there was that, and there was like another one where like Elton John is like singing on stage, and then uh, like the audience starts floating, and like they're like swimming around in the sky and stuff while he's singing. Damn, I totally forgot this movie was coming out. Yeah, I did too. And so when the trailer dropped, I'm like, oh yeah. This is a thing. And they actually have uh, Taron Egerton uh, plays Elton John. He looks pretty much like him, too. Yeah, I saw that screenshot, and I was like, damn. But another thing that makes me think that it's going to be a musical is that they actually have him singing Elton John's songs in the trailer. So I don't think they would do that unless they were going to do a musical with like multiple people singing. Cool. At the same time. So I'm hoping it's like a, it's like a cool biopic musical type thing. All right. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. I'd check it out. So there yeah, so there you go. That's all my trailers I have up to the big the big un. The big un. The big the big un. <laughs> well we announced it last week that uh a trailer was gonna drop that night on the late late show with James Corden. James Corden. Uh 
He, re- Dark, he, he released it in uh, Carpool Karaoke. <laughs> Dark Phoenix came and went, it seemed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. It's like if they even decided to talk about it or mention it at all, it's already like old news, it seems like. Yeah. Well, because just what happened to the trailer aside, it ends with coming in February. Then the next day, Fox yeah. pushed it out to June <laughs> after they put out their first trailer. <laughs> like you didn't have the hindsight to just change some text. So they pushed it out even farther yeah. to the summer. So it could have a summer release. Summer release. I guess. But otherwise, this looks like just like X-Men 3. Yeah, it does. Like, looks like they're going to do more space stuff, though. But wait, I just rewatched before the show, and I'm like, where's the space stuff? There was like a small clip where they're like in a, like a spaceship. Well, I hope they do something know. fun. I don't know, yeah. Because everyone looks like they're phoning it in. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence just looks like she walked in on set and put an X-Men t-shirt on. <laughs> and then Magneto... Doesn't even do that. He just walked in with what he was wearing. Yeah. He's still dressed like the fucking woodsman from the last X-Men. Not even. It looks like he just got out of Starbucks. (laughs) And came on set. He's just got a long sleeve tee on. Through the whole thing. Even when he puts on his helmet, he's just got a long sleeve tee. Well, James McAvoy shaved his head again. Well, yeah, he got duped into it. I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, even like... Even, like, the X-Men costumes look kind of cheap. Yeah, it looks like they're, like, regressing back to, like, what they were in, like, the first X-Men. Like, they just all look the same. Which is fine. Like, I don't mind, <laughs> like, the team motif, because, like, when the X-Men were first created, they all had similar costumes. Yeah. And even in first class, they kind of had the black um, suits with, like, the X, the yellow accents, and then they would kind of kind of homage like their comic book outfit a little bit yeah but this one it looks just like a black t-shirt with a yellow x on it <laughs> it doesn't look like like i yeah, guess they stop giving what, a shit what happened at the end of apocalypse where they all had costumes at the end of the danger room they all had their costumes on do you remember this do you remember this <laughs> you see this you hear about this you hear about this <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It looks boring. Like, that's what I can say. Like, it looks just bland. Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, hearing, like, the, the screenings that came out for it. Like, people were giving it bad reviews and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. I like My only thought is that I'm betting Disney just was, because Disney was talking about just burying it. But now I'm thinking that they do want it out. So that way people are like... That sucked. And then Disney's like, well, guess what? We're going to do it better. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see how Fox fucked that up? Guess what? X-Men is coming to the Marvel <laughs> Universe. X-Men is coming to the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> On Disney XD. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, I don't know. This looks boring at best. Yeah, we'll see. The latest one was boring. Yeah. Apocalypse? <laughs> you kidding? I don't know. You know, you know what I also heard? That New Mutants still hasn't reshot yet. 
show hasn't done its reshoots. Fox doesn't. Why should Fox even give a shit? Because that's they, what I'm thinking. I saw that the merger just, is completely going to probably take place at the end of this year. Yeah. So they, it's just like you're you're like you're doing homework for a class you're dropping out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like why should they give a shit? I mean, they. I mean, I, all I can assume is they already have this half in the can. They already have most of it shot. You would think, right? Yeah. Put it out on some like home release. So then you don't have to, like, pay marketing and theater hosting costs and all that kind of yeah. shit. Just Maybe they fucking will. put it out on home release and just make that profit. Maybe they will. Who knows? If only, man. If only I was in that CEO seat. <laughs> selling all my shit off man, to Disney. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Things would be a lot different. If old uh, T-Max was running that's things. Right. That's right. Old me sitting in that CEO seat. <laughs> Just putting everything sell, out. sell, <laughs> putting everything out for home release. We're not going to theaters with nothing. Sell it all, sell it all. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all the trailers I got. Anything else you got about about Dark Phoenix? No. Well, hit us up on Twitter what you guys thought about all those trailers. What you're looking uh, excited for? Of course, for. of course. Hit us up on, at Review Review Pod on the tweets. Or you yes. just up personally at Bucky for everyone or at Troy to the max. Oh, any fun. of those. Any of those. Start a chat. <laughs> Get um, it going. Get it going. Get it going. Well, Troy, that means we're getting into the review review term of random movies. Before we get there, though. What? Got some mail? I got a bit. Oh, no. I got a bit. I know you weren't prepared. I sprung it on you. Shit, Troy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry a man died uh, for this. Okay? Troy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, uh, with that being said, I guess I will get into uh, an episode of uh, Neil's Bits. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neo's bids. All right, who died, Troy? You know who died? Uh, listen, I, I know the song. I know where you at. I already you can't. <sighs> Just, you gotta. Man. All right, Troy, well, who died? Is it really done? Yet? It's not done yet. <laughs> Here it goes. Now it's done. Oh, is it done, though? It's done. More more trailers, Troy. Right? <laughs> uh, Carlos Esguera died, JT. If you don't know who that is, okay. it's the co-creator of a pretty famous British comic hero who has a few film adaptations, Judge Dredd. Oh, my God. The artist who created him visually passed away just a few days ago, uh, I think on October 1st. Uh... I'm not sure how he passed, but he lived to the age of 70 years young. Oh, man. Yeah. He escaped um, judgment. He came up with the designs for the character Judge Dredd ahead of the launch of the 2000 AD comic book in 1977. Ooh. Judge Dredd. That's right. Um, I'm the law. <laughs> so, like... That's pretty impressive, because Judge Dredd, for being in, like, an anthology kind of book, like, really caught on. 
and took the world by storm, especially in the UK. Yeah. Um, cause 2000 AD was only pretty much available over there. Um, and to have it be in the popular culture so much so that it was just like this random small character. Now he's like this big, huge British deal, even American yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, there's maybe still creating that TV series. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, his contributions pretty well received by oh, yeah. the general populace of the world. Still love that Carl Urban one. You know what? I still need to go back and see it. <laughs> I started it twice, fell asleep both times. Oh my god! I know. I heard it's great, and I just can't stay awake. Come Not on. because it's the movie; it's because I leave a lead a very stressful, tiresome <laughs> life. We'll hit it up sometime. We will hit it up sometime. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Carlos, R.I.P. Yep. May you judge in the stars. That's right. Yes. May you be the judge, jury, and executioner in heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> may, may you uh, kill Rob Schneider <laughs> in a spaghetti monster or a spaghetti robot. Yeah. That's right. He is the law. He is the law now. He's the law. He's the law. I'm the law. Anyway. (laughs) That's it. Let's go on to the Review Review Tournament of Random Movies. This one was actually pretty close. Mm -hmm. I was surprised because... I didn't know it was close until you tweeted, it's a close one. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. It was like one vote close. And I'm like, come on. Come on. (laughs) So I take it you were voting for Hollow Hollow Man? I did end up voting for Hollow Man. (laughs) And one of our followers, too, was like, "Uh, come on. This isn't even a close one. And then I... (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry if your Hollow Man vote (laughs) wasn't up to snuff, man. But uh did not reach no did not reach the the epitome that is the princess bride. Nah, I once I retweeted it, it did get more votes. Yeah. But all Princess Bride. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so So Princess Bride right. taking it. Yep. So no no hollow man. Hell. A boy can dream. A boy can dream. <laughs> yes. A boy can dream to be hollow. So the Princess Bride joining the likes of Jerry Maguire, Street Fighter, and the Meg. Great. <laughs> what a fucking odd <laughs> grouping of movies. So, yeah. But that leads us to two more okay. films. What we got? Random movies. One is a new release oh. from 2018. What? This year? This? Of our Lord? Year of our Lord. And, uh... word. The other one is a throwback to a golden age made in 1997. Okay. The first one from 2018. All right. The only thing crazier than love is family. I have no fucking idea. You have no idea. The only thing crazier than love is family. Yeah. From this year. Yes. And it's a pretty big deal, too. What? Deadpool 2? <laughs> I know the Celine Dion would probably throw you off, but no, it's not that. It is actually 
the new release Crazy Rich Asians, Troy. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> it does. All right. Crazy Rich Asians okay. added to the term of random movies. It will go head to head with a film from 1997. All right. Off the record, on the QT, and very hush hush. From 97. On the QT? What's QT? <laughs> I can't. I, I'm not at liberty to say. Oh. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on this too. I don't know. It is uh, the star-studded cast of L.A. Confidential. Oh, I would have never guessed L.A. Confidential. <laughs> <laughs> not in a million years. You've at least heard about it, though, right? I've heard of it, but I've never okay. seen it. There you go. I think it got a lot of uh, Oscar buzz when it came out. Oh, if I can recall. Listen to you knowing about L.A. Confidential over well, here. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> so there we go. Crazy Rich Asians versus L.A. Confidential. Okay. Troy got a pick in this. Not at all. Not yet. Not yet. I think I'm leaning towards one. Okay. I'll just put it out there right now. I'm, I think I'm leaning towards Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. I wanted to see it. Yeah. And when me and uh, Chelsea were out gallivanting around, I asked if she wanted to see it. She turned it down. Whoa. She really did. So I missed my chance. How not of character of her. I know. She usually loves yeah. crazy Asians. <laughs> like bowing out of an opportunity to watch a rom-com. I know. When she... you drag her to so much horse shit. <laughs> Listen, you, th- you would think I had it coming. <laughs> but I, uh, no, we didn't, we ended, didn't end up seeing it. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Put that evil on her. Well, you might get the chance to see it for the Tournament of Random Movies 4. I sure hope so. So there you go. Most my life has been wasted. Yeah. (laughs) Either watch that or Princess Bride, Jerry Maguire, Street Fighter, or The Meg. (laughs) Some of those I have seen. (laughs) Some of them I wish I may haven't. Uh, sweet. All right. So there you go. What an odd... I'm going to keep saying it. It's the most random one I think we've ever done. Oh, yeah. But most... that's fun. But it's fun. But it's just so fun. <laughs> you see. It's All right. It's just fun. Well, that well, was that put us on the top spot? That puts us Does that at put the us main event. At what we are talking about this evening... Some of the highlights of this last fall TV test pilot season? That's right. We are test piloting. We're taking the controls. That's right. And we're taking this plane into a nosedive (laughs) as we talk about the TV pilots in our annual test pilot episode for 2018. Seven, good or bad. TV shows. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think we brought them up a few episodes ago, or even last episode, but here's the rundown of what we're going to be going over. Yeah. We're going to be going over the REL, or, oh, I'm sorry, just, <laughs> just REL. REL. Yeah, the titular REL. Uh, the Manifest, New Amsterdam, Single Parents, Yeah. A Million Little Things, I Feel Bad, and The Cool Kids. 
those are the ones we are yes. coming out with. Yes. Um, all of them from NBC, ABC, and Fox. Because fuck CBS. Because fuck CBS <laughs> and their stupid fucking app. <laughs> um, how? Which ones did you want to do first? Um, I don't know. Well, I've just, I've just got ones in a list of how I've seen them. I don't know okay. if you just want to ping pong back and forth like we've done before. Sure, let's ping pong. All right. Uh, which which one should go well, first? Well, I went with trailers. Why don't you just pick okay. your first one? Well, I'll go with the first one that I saw. Okay. Which is I feel bad. All was the right. first one that I saw. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. I feel bad. I will do a synopsis for this one. Okay. Oh, so we'll we'll take turns going back and forth with synopsis. Sure. For the synopsis of I feel bad, there is a uh, Indian wife, and it seems like an American white father, and they have a few kids. They seem to be visited frequently by the wife's and the main. Uh, protagonist of this uh, series. Borderline almost lived with them. Jesus. Yeah. They're pretty much like the everybody loves Raymond parents. They're yeah. always over. Um, and how she deals with her being, uh, I don't know, like a bad mom. She thinks she's a bad mom, but she's just scraping by as a normal parent this is this is how i interpreted it is that the whole show is going to be her having a bad thought and then her badgering everyone in her life to make her feel good about it because yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what the first episode was so what drove me nuts in this one yeah i think you will agree wholeheartedly yeah was not necessarily the premise yeah the premise is a tr- tried and true kind of like situation yeah i just mentioned everybody loves raymond yeah it's kind of the same and thing. it could be a fun premise too because everyone does get like those thoughts in your mind every right. once in a while where it's like oh shit that was kind of fucked up to think about right what drove me nuts was her job the most well yeah her <laughs> non-existent job <laughs> I don't think anyone does a lick of work in that fucking place. So her job is that she <laughs> is a video game creative. She's an artist for for like yeah. a video game designing company. Seems to be the only woman that works there. Yeah. And seems to be... It puts her over as like twice everybody's age. And maybe she, she looks is. twice everybody's age. Yeah, but she's still attractive. Yeah, she is. She's I'm not hot. saying that she's. I'm not saying that she's like an old, gross woman. I'm but, just saying that like <laughs> she, she looks like a housewife, and everyone else looks like she does they grew not up. look like a housewife. She looks she looks like she has a family. Yeah, no, no, no. But she looks like she has a family. Yeah, she looks like a woman that has a family, and everyone else looks like they woke up in a pile of Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> and walked to this place to do absolutely no work. Um, I was happy to see that the guy she works with uh, is from Son of Zorn. That, like, animated oh, like, yeah. mashup thing that was on Fox for a while. I yeah. really liked him in it, and he's in this. Yeah. I liked him more in Son of Zorn so far, but... Uh, yeah? That whole group of 
quote-unquote kids creating video games in this fun house of a job that they have. Yeah. It's just like the most out of left field thing that totally takes me out of this. And I feel like even the people that made this are really out of touch. Yeah. Like they made this being like, let's put her in a video game place. It'll be fun. We'll get younger viewers to tune in. But they don't know how I don't think they know how the youth of today works because she is pointing out constantly how they're nerds and how they're awkward. And meanwhile, like today people that are like hold those positions are like pretty fucking legit in terms of like on the level. Yeah. They're like the new jocks where like (laughs) they're the ones that are considered more like culturally significant. Right. But in this, they're just like, he plays with drones. What a what a weirdo. Yeah. It's like everyone plays with drones. It's like a thing that people do now. I'm pretty sure if you poked your head into like Rockstar while they're creating like Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You would not see any of this. Yeah. You would see probably hundreds of people at their desks like coding and yeah. creating meshes for like environments and shit like that. Yeah. Like None of the shit where they're just rock climbing their wall. <laughs> yeah, or just like playing foosball or riding drones around and uh, like getting into shenanigans. So that was like a big negative for me <laughs> on the show. Also, oh, go ahead. The fact that they seem to like the. Tr- I think the show is trying to put over that they because they have kids, they don't have everything together. But they still live in this beautiful, immaculate house. Yeah. That's like the first thing Chelsea said, and then I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> like, yeah. They live in this brand new, totally yeah. modern, huge house. Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised if there was, like, some episode where they reveal that she caught Jeff Bezos, like, fucking a cactus. <laughs> yeah, that's how or she something. So <laughs> like, it's like, Or, like, her parents were, like, the... Soul recipients of some weird wave, like past spice trade thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, way to make it racist, Troy. But it's happened. It's in the past. It happened. It's real history. Oh God. Plus, uh, to go back to her work, um, <laughs> to really drill it into Jesus. Them. So, like the her coworkers in this episode, especially take way too much like interest in her family on like a they turn on a dime look because at first they're like yeah i don't know we can try to do this this and this and then they're like well let me show you a video of my yeah let me show you a video of my daughter twerking and then they're like oh shit look we we need to really look into this i'm like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) she's like 13 (laughs) and then they keep talking about her after that where it's like Hold on. Hold you had, on. You had no interest. <laughs> now you are fully invested right. after watching a video of her tw- of her 13-year-old daughter twerking. Yes. And then even down to the point where when they have the opportunity to talk to a woman their age, they ignore her to watch a video of the 13-year-old daughter grinding up on another 13-year-old <laughs> boy. Yeah. So now, just based off the pilot... I have a feeling that she's working with a bunch of pedophiles. Well, <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe their heart was in the right place. No. Well, maybe not. Their heart needs to be as far away from that situation as possible. <laughs> well, to be safe, probably. Um, <laughs> I also liked that uh, she would constantly bring up, like, ask them if she was, like, hot or bangable. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, don't. It's a trap. <laughs> don't answer that. But yeah. anyway, that was just like a little fun thing. It's like, hey, I'm one of the guys or whatever, yeah. which is fine. Like, it's not a big deal. But um, was there any bright moments in this for you? Like anything oh. that you didn't mind? Like the dad was kind of funny for being an absolute doofus. I thought that too. I was, <laughs> I, from what little you saw of him, I thought his comedic timing was pretty good. Yeah. Like his whole thing throughout the whole thing is that like, he's trying to figure out whether she wants him to say that she's like her mom. Yes. Because she keeps asking, like, do you think I look like my mom? And he's like, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're hot like your mom. Your mom's hot. Wait, no. <laughs> there was, I can't. I didn't even, I didn't hear the line totally, but, like, I can't remember what he said, but he ended up saying, like, something along the lines of, like, yeah, I think I saw your mom naked once and it gave me Bell's palsy or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, so that was kind of funny. Um, so there's that. And I don't even think everybody in it is a bad actor. Yeah. Like I thought they were all fine. I just think the premise of it wasn't well executed, at least in this pilot. Like she, she just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause she just felt like, like, I like the idea of like, oh my God, I feel bad for thinking this, but then they kind of turn into well, she feels bad for thinking this way, so she's going to badger everyone around her to make her feel good about herself. Right. Or I'm like, if I had to deal with that, if I had to deal with a person like that every day, I'd fucking lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought this. made me feel good about myself. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but, yeah. I don't think she's bad. And I like the fact that it is like a multicultural show. Yeah. That's she's, good. Yeah. So she's it's not Indian white sitcom. Yeah. That's fun. It's just um, not a good show. Just based off the first episode. Yeah. I. Okay. So back. I told you this already. And as I was watching them. Yeah. But I shotgun all the comedies in one night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was trying to rank them. Which I think would be fun to do after we get all these done. What you think is the best one all the way down to the worst one. Yeah. Um, but I ended up ranking this one over the next one I'm going to pick to talk about. Okay. I liked, unless you had more to say about I Feel Bad. No, this one, I think, out of all of them, this was probably the most forgettable one for me. Hmm. Because I just... I don't know. It felt like a very, like, yeah. it felt like a very, like, copy. Like, even though it's, they try and, like, really drive home the whole, like, she feels bad about this and she's trying to make amends with herself over it. It still just kind of played out like every, like, family comedy yeah. sitcom. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, the one I want to talk about was the first one I watched. Single parents. Yeah. <laughs> I like chunks of the cast in this. Yeah. Because just from 
watching him on Hulu, he got to see the title card and everybody standing there. I'm like, oh, I like Brad Garrett. He's in there. Yeah. Uh, Taron Killam is in this. I yeah. really like him. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't figure out what the fuck the premise of this group of adults was until like ten minutes into this <laughs> twenty minute show. But um, I'll say that I I think I like this more than I feel bad. Okay. But that's fine. And um, I know uh, I watched this one with uh, Molly Pop, and she said that she liked it mainly based on like. There were things in it that kind of reminded her of people that she's, like, encountered in her job. She works at, like, a daycare. Mm -hmm. So, like, she's experienced, like, parents like this and, like, kids that kind of, like, act snarky like this. Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't... Even though, like, it it does live up to the ongoing theme of the sitcoms in this where they're not that funny. (laughs) If I'm not going (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> Not to spoil it, but uh, I saw this one having the most potential out of all of them because it, I felt like they they played up a lot, like, what could be interesting of, like, all of these single parents coming together, like, making almost kind of, like, this ingrown commune where they're, like, kind of, yeah. like, bartering favors between each other and, like, looking out for each other to make sure the other one doesn't go completely insane. Like, they're almost yeah. kind of, like their own single parent ecosystem where they're depending on each other to get through being a parent. Yeah. I liked that premise once I understand what was going on. Yeah. But like, I, maybe I missed something, but like, I, like when he, uh, Tyrion Killam was doing his whole, like, spiel in the beginning. Yeah, it does take a while to get into it. Cause like, I swear to God, the first like 10 minutes of this is just, them watching Taron Killam being a fucking loser and them going, what? Uh, yeah. him? Oh, no. Yeah. And they're just, like, going back and forth between Taron Killam saying something stupid and them just, like, rolling their eyes at him. Or yeah. I'm like, is this going to fucking start saying something? Like, telling a story? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought this one was the worst acted out of all of the comedies. I can see that. <laughs> um, I also thought this one was the least funny of all the comedies. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had one one laugh in this that I can remember. Yeah. And if I did, it was very fleeting. I know Molly really liked the, uh, the snarky, mildly gay black kid. Oh, yeah. Like the kid that like... He's probably not gay. It's just that the fact that he has a single mom, so it makes him more effeminate. That he doesn't have a male figure in his life. Yeah, that's what they're trying to play on. Yeah, and he really wants Brad Garrett to be like his male father figure-ish type person. Yeah, but he doesn't want anybody to do, or he doesn't want anything to do with it most times because he's a tough guy. Yeah, like a a red stater almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know, like... But she has, like, twin girls that act, like, super militant. Well, he has twin girls. Yeah, Brad Garrett oh, has, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, his twin girls are, like, super militant, and they're always, like... Way grown up. And... Yeah. <laughs> like, they I... really know how to wax a car. Like, yeah. oh, Jesus. <laughs> but because it's on ABC, which is owned by Disney, they could sing that Moana song at the end. That's right. Okay, yeah, that definitely is a, a thing. <laughs> that was a fucking thing that they really had. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it was a thing. They sang Moana twice in this. Yeah. No. 
unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> I I really thought like even Killam's performance in this was like very abrasive. Like it was hard for me just to watch and like to enjoy to watch him being like an awkward single dad who's like in too deep. Yeah. Like I could I was just like, ugh. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I I don't know. And I thought the I, main like I don't know, like the group leader, the main mom, the like yeah, you know, the chick. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was terrible. Like yeah. not good <laughs> at all. I don't remember her that much at all. Actually, I remember being bad. I don't remember anything like that she yeah. did except for just trying to ring, like round everybody up. And like to, they're like, already like planting the seeds for like her and turn kill him to be like the love interest. Where I'm like, oh yeah. fuck you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> like already, you're not even gonna like try and play it up. Like right. Get they're already like first. they're like they're already like Google eye like googly eyeing each other. It's like f- you're on the fucking pilot. Yeah. Like, have something to build towards or something. Right. Jesus Christ. At least Jim and Pam it. <laughs> Will yeah. they, won't they? Yeah, at least have, like, some dirtbag boyfriend she's got to dump first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this one, just looking at the list, is my least favorite one, Single Parents. I think Chelsea kind of liked this one, too. She liked it more than I feel bad. But... Yeah, I know Molly was just, like, putting out things that she like could relate to with like the whole like daycare thing and like how parents like some of the parents she interacts with that's fine like if you can take something from it more power to you but like i couldn't i couldn't do this one i would not watch a second episode of this yeah even to like try to like give it like the college try and see if it like because the the pilots are usually never good no the pilots are the pilots are usually like the worst episode right and so it takes like two, maybe three episodes to really find its footing yeah. and to see where it's kind of going. But I wouldn't give this a second episode. Yeah. Would you give? Oh, let's do, let's do that for all of these. Yeah. Would you give? I feel bad a second episode. No. See, I would give <laughs> I was, that one a second episode. I don't know. I. It felt so, like it felt like everything else that I've seen in terms of like a family situational comedy. I don't disagree, but I would give it a second episode over Single Parents because I thought it was easier to watch. But, like, I think, to me personally, I think Single Parents could be one of those ones where it could be funny if it finds its footing. Because, like, the way they have the whole group set up, like, enough of them have different dynamics where they could, they have enough to play with that they could play off each other in different ways that could give you more episodes than... If you watch I Feel Bad, it's pretty much like rehash shit from other family sitcoms. Yeah, you're right. It's just they put like a thing where it's like, I feel bad because I accidentally killed my kid's pet. (laughs) And then I'm going to do all that shit now. The shit that you've seen a million fucking times involving a a kid's pet being killed. Yeah. (laughs) I can't disagree with anything you're saying. (laughs) So I'm just going to continue to nod and say yes. Good. Uh, What's the next one? Uh, the next one on my list is A Million Little Things. We'll break it up with a more dramatic one. Okay. All right. A Million Little Things. Um, you might be surprised. Okay. 
I kind of liked A Million Little Things. Troy, you're going to be a little surprised. I kind of liked it, too. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I was trying to place it because I really thought I'd shock you to your core on that one. No, I went into it thinking that it was going to be a, a like the new This Is Us. See, that's what I was going to say. And I, yeah. and I, so far, I'm still not off that train. Okay. I still think it could be. But only to the point where it's grabbing people's heartstrings and manipulating them. Oh yeah. Um, there's definitely the they definitely put seasons. some characters in some situations that they don't need to be in just based on the fact that they know that it'll make you cry. Yes. And there's a few times I did well up in this. <laughs> I'm not even lying. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm being a single dad this week. Yeah. And it's a bunch of dad and like brotherhood like friendships oh yeah yeah that i don't see like a lot out of like in like just television i guess maybe i just don't watch a lot of it or whatever but like i was i bought their friendship yeah i liked that everybody had their own thing going i never really hated anybody yeah like ron livingston is in this (laughs) yeah that's right um the guy from 40-Year-Old Virgin is in this. The Yeah, the black dude from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, the main dude from Psych is in this. Yeah, and then... I don't know who the other guy the is. Guy, the other guy was the main guy from Grimm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that shit. show that just ended like last season at Fox. Oh, that went shit. for like five seasons or whatever. Man, that guy's getting some work. Yeah. Drops one show, gets a new one right away. Right. Um... It's the premise is like the and you find this out. It's kind of told like out of time throughout the whole episode. But yeah. You find out that it's a group of guys who all got stuck in an elevator together. And Ron Livingston, like, instead of just like ignoring them, decided to talk to every single one of them. Yeah. And they all became like big like huge friends afterwards and bought like seasons tickets to brewers games. Yeah. Whereas like Ron Livingston bought them all. Like he never asked for anything back. Yep. Yeah. And he's kind of like the glue that holds the whole group together because like if they ever have like a problem, like he's usually the one that kind of confronts them on it. Yeah. Like there's one guy who's an alcoholic and Ron Livingston was the one that kind of ho- pulled him aside and like told him that he needs to get his life straight. And now yeah. he's like been sober for so long. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's like that. And then there's like the, uh, there's another guy that has breast cancer. Yeah. And like, he kind of like helped him through that. Yeah. And yeah. So he's kind of like the glue that holds like the whole like friendship together. Right. By like going to these Bruins games. Right. But (laughs) he (laughs) seemingly commits suicide. Yeah. In like, out of being, and he seems like the most positive out of all of them too. Like he's always the one that's like. Everything happens for a reason, and, right. like, don't get down on yourself. Right. And then he's the one that ends up committing suicide one day. Right. And it's, like, the whole opening was, like, a one-two-three-four pun- one, punch <laughs> yeah. of, like, huge emotional things Yeah, like, everyone's place. going through some shit. Yeah. Like, uh, Grim Dude is about to leave his wife for someone else. Right. Uh... 40-year-old virgin black dude was on the verge of killing himself as Just well. Like eating a bunch of pills. Yeah, he, he had a he literally took the phone call that 
Ron Livingston died with a mouthful of pills <laughs> that he was about to swallow. Yeah. And uh, the uh, guy from Psych was like about to figure out if his breast cancer came back. Right. So and, like then Ron, and then Ron Livingston was getting a seemingly really great phone call. Yeah. Like he <laughs> hung up and he was all smiles. Right. And then he jumped off the building. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nuts. And if we can talk about the pill swallowing scene, I thought that was actually really, even though it was pretty sad, really well done. Yeah. Because like he, he's going to take a bunch of down, a bunch of pills and kill himself. But then He's going to go <laughs> grab a glass of water and the news is on at the same time. And yeah. like the water is slowly killing yeah. everybody. <laughs> and he and dumps so, it out. It's like, you're so about he, to die. Yeah. So he dumps it out and then puts it in his Brita <laughs> filter to pour into a glass. Oh, I love that shit too. That it's was like, pretty good. It's like, it's like sanitizing the needle for a lethal injection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, throughout the entire episode, um, you get to uh, go to like a uh, what are they what are they called like a meeting like a, just a get together for cancer survivors yeah with the guy with like a support cancer. group yeah support group that yeah. thank you I love um, that too where it's like he's because he has breast cancer like he's always surrounded by so much like girly stuff mm-hmm. like when he goes in for his checkup and it's all like all like wi- like women based information and he's just right. sitting at this at, at this like desk yeah looking at like a 3d model of a womb or yeah. something yeah there's like all these pictures of vaginas and like <laughs> women with their like boobs out and he's just like sitting like just waiting for like this doctor to tell him if he has breast cancer right. again yeah uh and then the support group he's like friends with all the women in the support group <laughs> yeah. and they're all just like momming him like yeah. super hard yeah i re- i really like that and then he ends up meeting uh, somebody there, which is actually, I thought she was a pretty strong character in this too. Yeah. Cause like, even though she's like introduced, it's weird as I say, like she's introduced really quickly, but it's the first episode. So is everybody else. Yeah. And, but she quickly becomes like, kind of like part of the group. Yeah. Um, and then. It, and like, I think breast cancer guy, like, just call him a breast cancer guy. Yeah. I think he's the one that I like, uh, connect with the most because he's always like the one that always tries to like alleviate all of like the really tense and like emotional yeah. scenes with just like very sometimes like inappropriate, but still like necessarily to break up the tension. Yeah. Like humor. Yeah. Like there's one that actually really got me that I thought was funny where, uh, Oh shit! It's like, it was like one of the things where it was like right when they found out that he died, and it was like something where it was like, oh, what he had to pick today to do it or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, no, it was. Uh, I was like, oh, maybe he just slipped. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, and he, like, like, it's like maybe like maybe like three days after he committed suicide, and yeah. he's just like, well, maybe we got this all wrong, guys. Maybe he just slipped. <laughs> <laughs> this so uh this i feel like the cast is super strong yeah the only thought i had was would this have made like a better like two hour movie than stretch this over like 13 episodes because they set up things like that are gonna slowly i guess unfold throughout the season yeah, I 
I don't know, because I think they are, they have set up enough intrigue where I am curious to see where they go with it from here. Me too. Because they do, they do have some things set up with, like, Ron Livingston's secretary where, like, he did leave a note for her. Right. And she's keeping it very hush-hush and, like, doing all this stuff behind their back. Yeah. So it's like, so what did he tell her? Like, did she tell... Wait, did, did he, he leave a note for her or one for his wife? No, he, he, never, he didn't leave anything for his friend. Like, he... He left his phone and a note after he jumped, and then the secretary grabbed the note, and then she, like, they asked her, like, did he leave anything? And she said no. Yeah. So it's like everyone is, like, wondering, like, what is going on? And then meanwhile, the secretary's, like, doing all this shit behind their back. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's making you wonder, like, did she, did he leave the note for his family, or is the secretary, like, fucking them over by, like, doing stuff behind their back? Mm. Or is it, like, stuff like, did Ron Livingston tell her to not say anything to his family or his friends hmm. to do this do this stuff? I guess she was, like, deleting files and stuff. Yeah, because she was, like, it was, like, a packet of shit. And she was, like, cycling through the packet and, like, deleting stuff off his computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, Grimm, <laughs> he <laughs> is, used to be uh, a musician used to open for, like, Skillet or whatever they said it was. Yeah. And then, so now he's kind of, like, out of work because his band's not together again. So he does band lessons or whatever. But he's, like, secretly going out and seeing a woman that he loves. Yeah. Who he wants to leave his current wife for because she has, like, no time for him or whatever. Yeah. Which is kind of heartbreaking, that one scene where he is trying to, like, leave. And she comes home to get her phone or whatever it was. Yeah. And then he, like shoves the suitcase under the bed or whatever and is pretending to play the guitar. Yeah. And she's like, so you got the kid, right? He's like, well, I got this music class. And he's like, yeah. okay, uh, yeah, whatever. So you got the kid? Yeah. Like, yeah, I got him. <laughs> it's like, she has no time. Even like that, his wife was like, oh, during the funeral, was like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be an all-day thing. Yeah. So like one of his best yeah, his friends. Best fucking friend. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a bitch. <laughs> Um, so, but you find out this is like one of the big twists in it near the end Yeah, is that like the other woman he's seeing is Ron Livingston's wife. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh shit. So one of the things that they're playing on is that they think that the reason he killed himself is because he found out about them Mm -hmm. because they were planning to run away together. Yeah. And Ron Livingston secretly... After he got off that really happy phone call, which whatever that was, he called Grimm. Okay, hold on. Before we get to that. Okay. Yeah, so he calls Grimm, and then they find it on his phone. He's like, he called you right before he killed himself. Right. And then there's that, and the one time you see, he's on a phone call saying that he's going to run away with somebody. So I, my first thought was like, oh shit, he's in love with Ron Livingston. They're running away together. Where I was like... Well, shit, that's, like, a really weird turn yeah. that they're taking. And it's kind of interesting. But then they, like, oh, no. He he missed the call. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I thought they were going to, like, a whole, like, gay route with it where they're, like, they didn't want to <laughs> oh. tell, like, they didn't want to tell, like, the other friends that they were in love with each other and they were going to run away together. And then Ron Levinson thought that it wouldn't work, so he just killed himself. Yeah. And then uh, 40-year-old virgin, uh, he is, like, really he has like depression and it's just so happens that breast cancer guy the new chick that he's with 
from the support group is like a psychologist that can deal with depression. And so like all these interwoven stories yeah. I thought was like really well done. Yeah, they could really yeah, like this is kind of like what kind of reminded me of like single parents where it's like everyone has like their role to play that they can really focus on in certain episodes and really draw it out to like really make a good like a strong series out of it. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those two where everyone has some shit going on where I kind of want to see what happens to everybody at this point. Me too. Because everyone has some shit going on where you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all equally dished. All yeah. the shit was equally dished yeah. to everybody. Even, even a psychologist chick is like not going to her treatments anymore for breast cancer, so it might be back. Yeah. Because like she's getting like fucking voicemails from her doctor saying that she hasn't been in for any of her checkups yeah. lately. Yeah. We were like, shit, so does she have it? Is she is she on the verge of death, too? Yeah. Like, the fuck's happening? <laughs> it's out of control, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really curious to check it out to mm-hmm. see. Like, This is probably, out of all of them, this might be the one for sure that I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. And I, uh, just the last note on it is that it's kind of when I started out on. I really like that they're a group of guys who genuinely love each other, but, like, they're not, even though they're like, can take jabs here and there, it's not like a comedy where they're just always making shit out of each other. Yeah. They like genuinely are great guys. Yeah. All together. And like, it, maybe it's just the age I'm at. I'm like, man, that's great to see. <laughs> These guys just liking each other and just like being buds. Oh, yeah. And not just fucking Big Bang Theory talking shit to each other or whatever. Yeah. Not that they're even the same remotely, but... No. But yeah, they do feel like a genuine friendship. Even down to where, like, one of them brings up where it's like, you know, we really don't, really don't like, talk that deep about shit. Which, I have plenty of friendships like that. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, unless it's, like, su- something super important, like, we really don't get, like, super deep. No. So it's just one of those things where it's like, if we need to talk about it, we talk about it. But if we don't, we just... Try and enjoy each other's company, and <laughs> that's, that's what right. this this that's what this friend group feels like. Yeah, like you're not one of those ones where it's like you don't have to have a fucking like sit down like, okay, we need to have like a talk. Right. Like they actually just feel like we all fucking love the Bruins. We go to Bruins <laughs> games together, <laughs> yeah. and while yeah. going to these Bruins games, we found out we actually like each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> go bees. Go bees. <laughs> so that's a million little things. Surprising. Uh, entry. Yeah, out of all of them, I did not expect to like this one as much as I did. Yeah, there you have it. <laughs> um, I'll pick the next one here. Do it, Troy. Uh, I'm gonna just get the manifest. Okay. Out of the way here. Okay. Um, so this one. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and yeah, explain this. Go synopsis. ahead. Go okay. ahead. Um, well, it's a family. That is traveling from, was it Hawaii? It was from some island or something. I don't know. To New York. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, two of the family members, or three of the family members, decide to go on another flight because the other one is full to get, like, $400 or something. But that flight ends up hitting turbulence mm-hmm. on the way back to New York. And when they land, they find out that... This plane just went missing five and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and they're just now landing. Mm-hmm. So a lot, 
So you're following like these three family members and all of the trials and tribulations or positives that might have come out of this mm-hmm. this uh, strange occurrence. And yes. meanwhile, them hearing voices and shit too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, this one struck me as very Damon Lindelofian as it started out, which you have this kind of like supernatural thing happening and then it, a mystery kind of un, is going to unfold from here. Yeah. But they're not sure what's happened, how it's going to happen. Oh, this yet. one strikes like I remember seeing Lost. I was more interested in Lost than I was with this because with Lost, they had enough things in it where you could see like certain breadcrumbs to different plot threads that were going to go on in the future. In this, it felt like they just did shit that it could be anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the I, whole fucking time. Um, I was kind... The first 20 minutes, I would say, I was fairly intrigued by. Yeah. Because I'm like, where is this going to go? And then, like, at the farther that it went on, the less interested I became. Yeah. And the way it's written, too. I can usually... I can usually tell a lot about a show based on, like, how they write the dialogue for characters. Uh-huh. And some of the dialogue in this is, like, so... Makes you feel like the dumbest person ever. Like, how many fucking times does that detective repeat, we're on this missing persons case? Stop talking to me. I'm on this missing missing persons case. I'm, I gotta find out where these missing girls are. It's a very important missing girls case. <laughs> I'm on, and I'm talking to you. I have to stop talking to you and go back to this case... Involving these missing girls. So then you're like, I wonder if the missing girls case is going to play a factor <laughs> yeah, no. in this fucking show. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and also, so like this pilot, at least, really focused on that, the, the family. Yeah. Whereas like. So does the rest of the people on the plane also have like something like this? This this is this would make me interested in the show if they do kind of like a lost thing where they do the backstory of not everyone but like a few like other four core groups of yeah, people. Yeah, get like yeah, get like, like four that. or five core groups of people and then how they come together and how they interact with like the other people yeah. from the from the plane cuz yeah, if if we're just focusing on this family this show's gonna fucking suck. This family was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, the the main dude in it is the guy from uh, Once Upon a Time. He played like Prince Charming, Ugh. and like any time <laughs> that was on, I would just be like, "Fuck me, this sucks." <laughs> like he is just so one note droll. Yeah, he's just a pretty face. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, and I couldn't even tell you, like. <laughs> How bad I thought the chick was. Like, I just... she No, you know what? She wasn't any worse. She was yeah. just the same. Did as... you notice she had a lot of weird scars on her face? No, I... To be honest, <laughs> she just... this one I was mostly, like, tuning in and out of as I was watching. I, I would not be... Yeah, I, I won't put it past you, because... Yeah, I'm, I watched it, and I paid attention, and I was like, okay. But, like, nothing ever really... This... For a show that its main premise is to build the intrigue on what's going to happen next, I could have literally give less of a fuck. Yeah. 
<laughs> near the end where I'm like, so they got superpowers or yeah, so they can hear voices and shit. I don't know. And then they all come together with other people from the plane, and then the plane blows up in front of them, and it's like, oh, so. What the fuck is going on? Why did the plane on? blow up? I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like, care about any of that. Yeah, it just, it literally felt like a premise where it's like, but they hear a voice. Why? I don't know, they hear a voice. We'll talk, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Like, nothing like, ever, nothing ever, like, struck me as like, oh, that's different. I want to know what that is. It's just, they hear voices now. Why? They hear voices. Okay. Like, it, none of it is like, <laughs> none of it is like, like, Going back to like a million little things, it's like you have that packet that he left for the secretary. So it's like, oh shit! Now I'm intrigued on what what's in that packet. Like, why? Like, what is she doing that's based on that packet? Like, you have something to focus on. To like, we're gonna find out what that packet says somewhere down the line. But with this, it's like they are voices. It's like we well, can literally make up anything. Yeah, for that, that. That's what I was gonna say. Like the in a million little things, it's like something tangible that you want to know what it is. Yeah. But this is like it's like they're just making it up as they go. Yeah. It's pretty like, much. Yeah, I'm just gonna take Lost, and then we're gonna kind of make them have superpowers, so it's gonna be like yeah. Lost meets Heroes. It's gonna be 2006 all over again. Yeah. It's like, so go, I don't give a shit. They're playing with missing and now they hear voices. Why? Uh, we'll figure it out. Because uh, of a mystery <laughs> down the road. And the plane blows up, so now they can't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make it. But even <laughs> in, like, yeah. and But, like, yeah, they, like, try, like, I can definitely tell that they're really trying to get that Lost vibe going. But even in Lost, like, they would do, he, he had the big, he had the big mystery of what's this island? Why did they crash? What's the monster? But then they would even do, even do small things where it's, like, someone would have, like, a piece of paper that they would hide in their pocket. Yeah. Or someone would hide, like, handcuffs that they're actually wearing. Yeah. Like, small things here and there where it's like, that's intriguing. Oh, that's interesting. I want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. But with this, like, that's where, like, Lost showed that they actually had plans moving forward. I'm like, we're going to address this and this and this and this and this. Well, you found out later that later down the line, they didn't really have many But plans. they had things they could <laughs> they address. They themselves into a corner. Yeah, they had things yeah. they could address. Yes. This one is just, you could make up whatever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> yeah. You're right. And it, yeah, and I agree, a lot of this was dog shit acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna watch a manifest. I will be <clears throat> intrigued more if they do on the next episode, focus on different people of the plane. Yeah. If they do like a thing where <clears throat> they focus on like, like another episode is just a completely other family or completely other like group of people. Yeah. Maybe I would go in and check out a second app to see if <clears throat> they're better. They, well, not necessarily they're better. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to freaking wish a whole lot here, but I, <laughs> Just want to see if they do that, because then I'd be at least more intrigued. I'm like, well, did anything happen to these people? What do they got going on? But if it doesn't any better by then, then I'd be like, nah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, fuck manifest. I'm not gonna watch any more All right, shit. Fair enough. <laughs> I would give it maybe one more if I heard that they focus <laughs> on other things. Fair enough. So that has an asterisk. By fair it. enough. All right. What's the next one you want? Uh, let's get Rel out of the way. Okay. <laughs> Rel! Uh, a fun... It sounds weird to call it like a black comedy. Yeah. But it is like... 
It is a primarily black cast, though. Yeah. Which is good. Like, actually surprising that it's on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, I. Oh, yeah. I had conflicting feelings about this one. Yeah. I. Yeah, there's not even really much of a synopsis you can really even explain about it. It's just. Because Rel is like the guy's. Ma- his, it's his name. Yeah. And then it's like just exploits in his life. And the pilot is just like one little hijink that happened. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty big one. His, well, his wife left him for his barber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his wife left him for his barber. So he's barberless. And then. Uh, and wifeless. <laughs> and wifeless. I, like I love. Some... You're yeah, the first thing. You... So, yeah. So his wife cheated on him with his barber. So he has no barber now. <laughs> Um, and he's got some kids. You never see him. He has one kid, I think, doesn't he? I couldn't. I, I think it's just one, one kid. Or two, I don't remember. And then, uh, it's just pretty much like a day in the life kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is fine. I didn't find him, um, terrible, but not great either. Yeah. I like, there was points in where I thought he was kind of funny. Yeah. And it's like, because it was very self-depreciating. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. But there's other points where I didn't feel carried very well. And then when his brother came into the picture, I was like, eh, I don't know about him. But then Sinbad came in as his oh, dad. And I was like, I think Sinbad's okay. the best part of this show. <laughs> I'm on board. Like, the minute he started cracking jokes off on everybody, I'm like, oh my God. More of that. Mm-hmm. More Sinbad. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, comforting the brother because, like, oh, it's okay. Exy's not cracked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his brother goes to jail for uh, dealing ecstasy. And then he's like, you're over here dealing crack. <laughs> and then like, it's like, oh, it's okay, man. Exy's not crack. I'm sorry. <laughs> you try to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so they all get dressed up in their best church clothes yeah. and go to church and then Sinbad meets him there and then he like pretty much talks shit to his yeah. sons for a minute. Don't sit then, next to me. Yeah, and then makes up and he's like, all right, I, I apologize. You're my sons. I shouldn't treat you that bad. So let's all go in there. And so they all follow him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't follow me that close. <laughs> you just got my reputation to Stay think back. about. Say that. <laughs> um, I also like, though, that Rel was also the preacher. Oh, yeah. Pulling a fucking uh, Tyler Perry in this (laughs) shit. Yeah. I really like that because, like, the whole whole sermon he's talking about (laughs) Rel's exact life. He's just like, like, this is really specific to me. But he's not talking about me. He's like, Brother Rel, you need to really get your (laughs) Rel. I can't lie. We're talking about Brother Rel here. Yeah. We need to help him out. But yeah, I'm, 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 not ta- I'm just going to say right now, Brother Rail, he needs some help. Yeah, his brother's dealing crack. <laughs> it, it was, that was probably one of the funniest parts, yeah. was the whole church scene. Yeah. I really like that a this lot. This show kind of felt like they were trying to do like a black Sinbad, or not, like a black Seinfeld. Yeah, a little bit. Where it's like, it's him and, uh, is it his sister? It's like his sister, uh, like a yeah. really, it's like his sister or like a really good female friend and his brother are just kind of, kind of like just like talking shit about each other and life. Yeah. And it gave me like a really big Seinfeld 
feel, but it didn't have like the strong, the strong writing that Seinfeld had. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not totally against this though. It's like, if this was just on, I wouldn't turn it off. Yeah. It's light and it's fun. And like a lot of it, it just felt, I don't know. It felt different enough from all this other, like kind of white bread stuff that you see a lot of. Yeah. That I, it was like refreshing. Yeah. And almost like probably like a good portion of this is just people ripping on each other yeah. and they have some pretty good rips on each other especially when he gets onto the bus and that guy <laughs> that just guy just shows up, up and just fucking lays into him <laughs> just fucking dunking on rel it's so good like he literally gets a free bus ride just by getting a good one on the bus driver <laughs> yeah, yeah like the guy's like all right you can ride for free you yeah. got me good yeah and then he's, he's, like, dunking on people left and right so good that he's just in the rest of the episode. Yeah. And even, like, just dumb shit where they keep talking about the chick with, like, the boots that don't fit properly. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like loose she breaks, boots yeah, whatever. loose boots. And in the end, she breaks her ankle. <laughs> because and the then boots they do, are too loose. <laughs> and they do the whole sermon with Rel as the preacher is like, let's do a prayer for uh, sister or whoever who uh, broke her ankle in those loose boots. Those boots are so loose. Can I agree? Can I get an amen for those loose boots? <laughs> he's just doing a sermon on these loose boots. <laughs> uh, the more I think about it, the more I liked Rel, I think. Yeah, I think Rel was definitely the stronger a, ones. Of the comedies, I want to yeah. say it's like the top contender. I, yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, we got one more to go with yeah. here. We'll do that one next. But I right. think um, I would catch another episode of Rel. Yeah, I might check it out. It was, like, I don't think it had the strongest of writing. But like I said, like we said before, pilots are usually, like, the worst episode usually because they, right. they haven't found their footing. Yeah. And this feels like a cast where if they find their footing, it could get really funny. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause I, yeah, because I think the sister ha- definitely has her moments. Uh-huh. Like, the brother, even though he's kind of annoying, has his moments. Yeah. Sinbad is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and just Rel in general, just being, like, like very self-depreciating, I think that, that really pays off. Yeah. This one, though, like, it seemed to have the least production. Um, Just, like, the sets didn't look as good. Yeah. Did they reuse a set, or was it the same place? Was that bar the same place as that dance? No, yeah, because the dance at the bar. Okay. Yeah. I was just making sure, because I'm like, did they just reuse that set again? Oh, yeah, it's the same set. But All right. They, I think they were, they were like, playing it off that the dance was at the bar. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> that makes me feel, I guess, better. I don't know. Um, so the next one is the Cool Kids. Yeah. Uh, Which, surprisingly, is produced by Charlie Day. I saw that! And, like, he st- <laughs> he is, shows up in this. Yeah, he plays, like, uh, some maintenance man. Yeah. Like, doesn't really interact with anybody else. No. He's just They just show in him it. in a scene fixing a table. Doing Charlie work. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, I didn't realize that until, like, I was watching the opening credits and I was like... Did I just see Charlie Day's name in this? No, I figured out, like, um, I was on Twitter randomly one day, and they had, like, a, a commercial for it where Charlie Day introduced it, where I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, he, I, I guess he's got a bunch of free time, because they're only doing, like, 
10 episodes of It's Always Sunny oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but, so this one... Oh, did you want to do a synopsis of this one? Or do uh, you want me to do it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, it's basically three guys at a retirement home are talking over the loss of like the fourth member of their group when a woman steps in to take his place and then uh they like try and like get her to prove herself and then hijinks ensue yeah um david allen greer's in this yeah i think he's the highlight really because i thought i thought like the the other two guys i think were like i think they were funny just based on like what they are Cause like, yeah. cause uh, was it Martin Mall? I think yeah. is the guy with the beard. I loved all of his shit. Where like he would chime in with something from his life, and it was always the most ridiculous horse shit. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> like every his big thing is like he's usually pretty soft spoken, and then, but every time he talks, it's always about something in his life that involves like murder or burying lots of money in the desert, or like <laughs> shit, or like, like what did you do? What was your life like before this? And then the other guy is like, if you took like a dot diagram and then put like northern and southern, like northern on one side, southern on the other side, then you put straight on the top and gay on the bottom, <laughs> the dot would in- be in the farthest <laughs> bottom left-hand corner. He is the gayest, most gayest southern person <laughs> to ever live. Yeah, his name is Leslie Jordan. <laughs> My God, but he was amazing in it. Yeah, like I, I was, he I just was wanted to listen. Funny. I just wanted to listen to him talk the whole time. I like also like that it subverted expectations a few times because, like, you would think their whole premise of this would be to sway this other member, who is Vicky Lawrence, is the yeah. uh, woman trying to infiltrate their gang. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. To get her out. But then, like, I love the scene where they sent Leslie Jordan, the gay southerner. Yeah, to seduce to, like, her? To seduce her. <laughs> and then, like, David Allen Greer comes in. And they're just, like, having the best time. Yeah. Like, after, like, he tr- tries to seduce her and everything. They, like, meet back at, like, her place or whatever. Yeah. It's not working at all. And they're just, like, having the best time of their lives. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But now that I think about it, like... David Allen Greer wasn't my favorite part. No, I thought He's, David Allen Greer was like one of the weakest, which sucks because it felt like he was like the most like He's like they spearheading the, the plot. Yeah, they focused the most on him. And but like he's like that that protagonist that just bitches about everything. Yeah. And I've never been a big fan of that. Like the Yeah. Those always run me the wrong way, where it's like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be like the main character that we follow throughout, so it's like if you're not having fun, then we're not having fun. And he never seems like he's having fun. No. Like, everyone else around him is, but then he's always like, oh, what the hell? No, we're not doing this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But this one <laughs> had, does have, like, some more supporting cast from It's Always Sunny in there, too. Yeah. Um, Dee's friend is, like, the head of the Yeah, she's, like, the home. head of it. Yeah. Um, this one I was probably my second favorite comedy. Okay. Um, Chelsea didn't like this one at all. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. She just, it just didn't click with her, but I thought the characters in this were pretty fun and different enough, but I, I could see it like not being like 
super well received. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think this is probably like my third because just of because comedies. Yeah. My third, my third favorite out of the comedies oh, okay. just because, uh, yeah. Like I, I think the only people that really stuck out to me that I liked were Martin Mull and, uh, Leslie Jordan. Is his name? Yeah. yeah I've, I like those two just because, yeah, Leslie Jordan was just a fucking like riot. And yeah. then like Martin Mull would just like tune in with his fucking ridiculous quotes from his <laughs> right. life. Yeah. But everyone else is just, I don't know. Dave Allen Greer was just kind of a fucking grumpy Gus the whole time. Vicky Lawrence would just do shit where she would just like smile and be like, hey, ain't I a cut up? Hey, what do you yeah. think about me? Yeah. I'm doing this. Aren't I just the best? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. No, and then everyone else just kind of felt like they were like really hamming it up. Like even yeah. Dee's friend, she was just like, "You guys are acting crazy. Are what? Crazy. You're making me tear my hair out almost." <laughs> I'm like, oh. so I'm like, yeah. okay, this is like super over the top. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it was it was fine. I definitely had some I had some laughs in there. Me too. But. uh I don't think it it struck a chord with me as much as uh, the other two comedies that we talked about that I liked. Single Parents and uh, Rel. Okay. I think I I still think I Feel Bad is the worst. (laughs) Okay. I, so far, for the comedy ones, I think I liked Rel the most, then Cool Kids, then I Feel Bad, and Single Parents was the worst one for me. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Cool Kids kind of fell in my enjoyment level to the point where it was just, like, riding that line where I had points of, like, things that I chuckled at. So, like, I could easily forget that it exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And everything, so, the other two that are below that line are just bad. Bad. <laughs> bad. Uh, but I, I, but because of that, I really don't have anything else to say about Cool Kids other than what we've already said already. Like, yeah, there's really not a lot to it. I'm just, it's gonna be yeah, like kind of like know. a hijinks of the week kind of like a thing yeah, a yeah, it, yeah. It is. It's just I don't know. I just I don't think David Allen Greer holds like that that like leader of the group thing enough. Like he just well, he comes I, off they, too ho. He's like he comes off too hokey and he comes off like too angry. But I do like that, though, Vicky Lawrence is, like, a point of contention for him. Because, like, she's also, like, not even trying, but also, like, slowly becoming, like, a yeah. the other leader. Yeah, I so think... So I kind of like how they will butt heads. Yeah, I think that's the that's the problem with this pilot, is that she doesn't really show up that much in this. No. A lot of it is just the three of them, like, avoiding, like, avoiding her, or, like, trying to figure out how to, like, get a proper... Uh, like, a proper party for this, like, fallen friend of theirs. Yeah. And then she, like, shows up here and there, like, you guys should do this. Oh, shut up, you! And then they, like, yeah, run shut away. shut up, you bitch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they just, like, run away and stuff. So, like, I would like to see, like, another episode of to see, like, what Vicky Lawrence adds to the group now that she's a full-fledged member of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I would... Maybe not watch another, or maybe watch another one of these. May, yeah, maybe just out of curiosity to see if it picks up from where from what it was. Yeah, but I I could I wouldn't like finish a season of this. I no, think. no, just out of curiosity, catch like one or two eps. 
Yeah. If it was playing at a bar, I'd watch it. Yeah. Like it was playing the other day when we went up to eat at the bar up the street. Yeah, they played a they played a clip of it, and they were like, "Oh my god, it was so fucking bad." Because <laughs> they did the they, it was like a Good Morning America fucking Holy thing. Holy shit! Where I totally forgot they about played that. the fucking they, they played the fucking uh clip of the urn falling off the table and crashing, and they go back to the host, and it literally looked like the fucking female host was gonna piss her pants. Like, like she's is... never seen anything so funny <laughs> in her fucking life. She is, like, grasping her face, holding back laughter, looking like she's about to piss her pants. Yeah. It's whoever does Regis and Kelly now. Whatever that, whatever. <laughs> no, it was, like, 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 I guess, like, Good Morning America does, like, their own thing now. Are you sure? Because it was, like, uh, Michael Strahan and a chick. I th- I'm pretty sure that was the originally Regis and Kathy Lee show. Oh, okay. So maybe it's that then. They've replaced they host replaced... so many times that no, it's now like, these they're... two. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Just fuck it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, regardless... she she looked like she's about ready to fucking blow up in laughter watching an urn fall off a fucking table. <sighs> both of us saw it at the same time. We were both like, holy shit. <laughs> What a fucking this, yeah, terrible this, acting yeah. job. And this is before we, we saw this, too. So <laughs> we're just like, oh, shit. What are we getting into? Yeah. We didn't even get to see the prep that you tried to see Charlie Day fix that table. Yeah. It totally he pays totally, off. Yeah, he fucked up the table. Ugh, fuck. Goddamn Charlie Day. Fuck. It would be a really cool ongoing gag if Charlie Day just causes the plot to go on based <laughs> yeah. on the shit that he doesn't fix properly. That would be pretty great. <laughs> He has like a two-minute cameo in every episode. Yeah, he's a two-minute cameo where he just tries to fix something, and then that breaking leads to the plot of the the show. Gold. I think that's great. That's a great idea. Then he never interacts with anybody. (laughs) Put it in. Hire us. Yeah, we're ready for that money. Give us that money. Uh, The last one is one I actually finished today. Oh, really? I watched it right as I got home. New Amsterdam. Yeah. Another drama. Yeah. Uh, Medical drama because we don't have enough of those. Right. This one is... (laughs) Let me just give it the synopsis. Okay. So there's this public hospital in New York City. Yeah. Um, It's totally one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, people of all sorts can go there regardless of their insurance or whatever else. Yeah. It's an op- all open doors policy. Everybody is welcome. Yeah. It's like a really nice free clinic. Right. <laughs> and so this new head of doctors <laughs> yeah. comes in. The big new head doctor discount Jack from Lost comes in <laughs> and is the new guy and starts making up all the new rules. Yeah. And a lot of them, I would really have to have a point of contention. It's like, I think you're breaking some laws here. <laughs> Just throw it off the bat. I know you're trying to do the what's good for mankind here, but you're breaking the law. <laughs> and I feel like nobody is saying that to him. <laughs> but, uh, so this was... Oh, this one was so fucking weird to me. Yeah, I I felt like this one tried to do way too much. Yeah. Because they literally are jumping through so many different branches of this hospital that you never really feel anything for anyone. Granted, this one was one of the hour pilots, but like I think they started like 
five or six different plot threads yeah. in this episode. And they end them all, too. Well, no. They, like, end, they, they end, like, there was, like, ones where it's like, oh, shit, maybe they'll carry this one on. But they end a lot of them. Yeah. There's... Like, they end the one with, like, the chick with cancer, and they end the one with uh, yeah. the orphan chick. Well, I that one I'm wondering if it's going to come back. Really? Be- well, just because, like, the psychiatrist and the the little girl, or the, not little girl, but little big girl, <laughs> have, like, a somewhat of a relationship, you see? Like, not yeah. like a romantic relationship, but like a, like a helpful relationship towards each other. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, they do have a they have a fuck ton of plot threads going on at the same time, and they're like, they're jumping through so many different like. Usually with like a medical drama, you're like stuck in like one specific branch of the hospital. It's like, ER was in the emergency room. Yeah. Even even the fucking the good doctor, he was a fucking surgeon. Yeah. So they stuck strictly to like the surgical, like the 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 surgery bay of this hospital mostly. Yeah. yeah. You, you would guess. But with this, they're like, let's go to psychiatry. Let's go to oncology. Let's yeah. go to surgery. Let's go to uh, a meeting that he's having with all of the higher-ups at the hospital. Right. You're like, slow the fuck down. Where are we going? Like, right. what do you want me to invest my fucking feelings in? Because you're, it looks like you have no, like, you're calling this New Amsterdam because we're talking about the entire fucking hospital of New Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, this place has to be a massive hospital. Yeah. Because it's got a ton of things going on. And, like, as big of a plot thread, like, as, as important of a plot thread that they have about, like, a possible Ebola scare. Jesus. Was given just as much time as something, like, minuscule. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I feel like this should be more important. Because not only did the Ebola scare also warrant an FBI and CIA terrorist, like, yeah inquisition it's like uh, well how is this as important as the two doctors trying to bang each other (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know yeah this this show made it feel like this day was like world war three because there was a fucking like like a like a weird like some kind of outbreak at like the the United Nations, mm-hmm. there was the fucking Ebola scare, there was a fucking, the the head finds out he has fucking throat cancer. <laughs> yeah. The fucking, uh, just so much shit. Lays the, off half the staff. Yeah, this woman they thought was dead comes back to life. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, like, so much shit going on in this one episode. You're like, what the fuck do you want me to focus on? Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. The, so, like... <laughs> I don't know if you've done a great job saying what this is about. So this new doctor comes in and totally wants to be like, like a doctors without borders, but in a border of a building. Yeah. He wants to pretty much set up. He wants to kind of like get rid of all the bureaucracy of medicine and stick to strictly helping people. Right. And so that's why the line I said the very beginning. Yeah. How can I help you? It's like, if you were the main doctor of this hospital, you don't have enough time in the day to help everybody that you said that to yeah. today. Because yeah. this takes place in one day. Pretty if much. If you had so many plot threads going on and you're a part of every single Especially one of them. Especially with all the things happening in this one day. <laughs> yes. You would not give any patient the fucking time of day 
Yeah. That they would felt like they would have gotten good patient care. Yeah. Because you would have been, like, off doing a fucking million other things. And apparently, like, he's, like, a high energy, whatever, blah, 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 wants to yeah. do the best. Like, granted, his intentions are amazing. Yeah. Like, he needs low cost, great care for everybody. Yeah. Great. You're a, a saint. Yeah. Or whatever. See, I... I I don't like. I think I would like to show a lot more if they did try to stick to more of like the the political jargon stuff in it. Because granted, like it's a medical drama, they have to do medicine in it. Yeah. But a lot of the more interesting stuff that I found in it was him actually trying to rebuild this hospital in like trying to separate like the cancer that is like capitalist bureaucracy like i'm not gonna do anything unless i'm getting really like paid a fuck ton of money for it yeah trying to like cut that cancer away from the act of medicine and then seeing if he can actually make it work without being stopped yeah because like he does feel like uh, a character that has those like all the best intentions even when people are like you know you're probably gonna get fired for this and he's like well then i'll try and do as much as i can until i get fired yeah like it's shit like that where it's like sweet i think i like the country probably needs more people like you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so I, I like the idea of them like actually like trying to like just like really explore like what would it take to really separate the idea that medicine you only practice medicine if you're getting paid the most amount of money and how you actually make it work where you could actually help everybody. Right. Like that would be interesting. But then in the at the end of the day, they're like, well, we're medical drama. We have to practice medicine. But they're practicing all medicine, all kinds of medicine, yeah. where it's like you're not sticking to, like, something small. You're sticking to everything, and you're making everything enormous. Yeah. Where it's like, well, fuck, this one thing I'm interested in is buried in all of this bullshit of, like, like yeah, I can't... this, like, post-apocalyptic type scenarios right. that you're fucking, <laughs> like, exploring uh, in this, like, kind of like weird medical political drama i'm like well i don't know what the fuck to do now i don't even know what to fucking focus on yeah like a, just for instance the one plot thread that they had like for whatever reason the gas leak or whatever in the un was not paid very close attention to whatsoever. oh no it was just like a, they only used that for like a for like a, a plot thread with like a woman with cancer yeah but I think that just there could have been one episode alone. Yeah. Because they could have totally went house on it and, like, found out, <laughs> like, what her ailment was, taken, like, that good drama of, like, a amount of time, and then with that, like, UN stuff, try to have, like, a mystery behind that. And because, like, he helps, like, the Mexican diplomat, the diplomat was able to get these undocumented people back to Mexico yeah. so they can see her family because like, she got a... Like a, she's like dying a of can notice. yeah she's dying of cancer yeah so that could have been an entire forty five minutes I feel like yeah but the whole thing felt like the doctor running around is like we need to get to this 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 yeah this, this. the doctor running around felt like my head during this fucking show yeah because it was just like okay well, wait oh so she's an orphan and she doesn't oh wait we're done with that okay we're going to this people okay so we're going to this woman that has cancer. They thought she was dead, and I was like, oh, wait, now we're going to this. Now we're talking to Martha from Doctor Who that wants to do interviews. Yeah. Okay, thank God it was Martha from Doctor <laughs> Who. Because I thought it was, and I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen Doctor Who in a while. I don't want to say it and like be wrong. Um, but I, there... <laughs> 
I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how this doctor is in all the places at the right time. Like, the only yeah. reason I can come up with is if he was on that plane from the manifest and he can make clones <laughs> of himself. That's his superpower. I know. He's constantly moving. And it's like... And he's always like in the right place at the right time too. Where it's like, oh, you guys need an answer for this? Here's the answer. Blah 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 blah. Here, now do it. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, he was right. Oh man, I got a phone call. I better take that. <laughs> Off to my next. Now I got to sprint to the yeah. fucking far east wing to he's the like, building. He's like this hospital's guardian angel. It just shows up when you need him the most. Yeah. But it's like, you can't show up everywhere all the time. Yeah. And also have throat cancer. <laughs> <laughs> right, like how you would drop. He doesn't even sweat in this. Yeah, he would drop. He's like taking the stairs. Yeah, and then at he would, one and then, point, and then at the end, where I'm like, okay, everything's settling down. Now we're about ready to to end this episode. Then his fucking wife comes in, almost having a miscarriage. Yeah, where you're like, slow the fuck down. What is happening now? <laughs> That was the one part of the episode that did get me, and I think it's just because, like, I have a daughter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, please find that heartbeat. Please find the heartbeat of the baby. Please find the heartbeat. And then it was there, and I'm like, oh, oh my God. They did it. They found it. Fuck. They did it. They did it. She's alive. Oh, Jesus. I'm such a fucking sap nowadays. Yeah. I'm soft as baby shit. You know that? Ah. <laughs> uh. So, so yeah, that's that's all I gotta say about that was the test saying. pilot. That was yeah, that was the whole freaking thing. Catch another episode of New Amsterdam? No, I have not watched any more of it. Would you? I don't know if I will. I'm I got like I'm not even a big fan of medical dramas to begin with, Me so neither. I don't even know if I'm even gonna jump jump into it. I, I was even I, I even really didn't really hate the Good Doctor when we did that last year, and I still didn't go back and watch it. Oh yeah, neither did I. And I think I did, didn't like that one. <laughs> I think I did, did not like that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was all of our episodes we checked out for this, yeah. this pilot season. Yes. We do have some coming up later this month. Yeah. We're going to do a small addendum to one of our mini Monday eps where we'll do the rookie and the kids are all right. Yeah. And... I do kind of want to go back into those because I think the rookie looks awful. Like, it might be the worst out of all of them. But (laughs) the kids are all right kind of looks okay. All right. And then if we caught up with any of these, we'll just add them in there, too. Like, eh, I went back and checked this out, and it's just as bad or just as fine. Yeah. (laughs) So look out for our small uh, test pilot addendum that we'll have on a Monday app somewhere down the line. We'll let you know. Yeah, it's farther into October, though. Yeah, it's, it's like, like middle of through. October was when the rookie and the kids are all right come out. So check out for those. Uh, check out for those. That's not a thing. Check out for those. Check out for those. <laughs> uh, besides watching all this TV goodness, uh, where or what uh, else have you been into? Um, well, Troy, I took your advice and I went back and rewatched Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. And uh I will oh, say no. that <laughs> no. <laughs> I still liked it. Okay. But uh I think a I think a lot of the movie did ride on not knowing what was going to happen next. Yeah. Cuz like uh I don't know, I didn't have the same feeling watching it the second time as I did the first time. But there were some cool scenes to revisit that I did like. Yeah. I would agree. I think I liked um, on a, a subsequent watch a the uh, hammer forging scene a little bit more. Yeah, 
for whatever reason, when I saw it the first time, I thought Peter Dinklage was just like terrible in it. Oh yeah, he is very over the top in it though. But watching it the second time, I was like, ah, it's not so bad. I mean, what am I? I'm watching a tree and a raccoon <laughs> help a dude make a hammer. So like, what am I complaining about? Yeah. And um, like I I do kind of have a theory about like. With uh, Tony Stark, like, because he's, like, one of the only people that makes uh, Thanos bleed. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be kind of a thing where, like, uh, maybe he's kind of connected to him in a way where he can act. He's, like, one of the only people that can actually really deliver damage to Thanos. And I think that's why Doctor Strange sacrifices the stone to make sure that he stays alive. Okay. Because, like, yeah, because he makes him bleed based off a punch. Yeah. Because they did that whole thing where, like, Tony Stark does literally, like, breaks out every small, everything in his repertoire <laughs> just to give him a small cut below his eye. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, was it worth it? And then he just beats the piss out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I think there's, like, there's some kind of, like, bond between the two of them where, like, I think Tony Stark's the only one that can really deliver damage to him. So. I think that's why he needs to stay alive. Sweet. So that's that's my only that's my only geeky theory that I got off my second viewing of it. All right, fair enough. Anything else? And uh, I watched the Netflix film Hold the Dark, mm-hmm. which is the movie that Netflix uh, put out that was directed by the guy, same guy that did Green Room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I think. I don't know. I liked it, I guess. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I liked it, I guess. Uh it's 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 definitely slower moving than Green Room, but like there's it gave me like a Wind River vibe of it. Like one of my favorite movies from last year, Wind River. Uh just based on the fact that it like takes place like in like the coldest fucking part of Alaska. <laughs> but uh No, I like I I liked it. Like, thinking about it all together, just because there are some scenes where, like, you think everything's fine, and then just, like, a gross scene of violence just ca- happens out of nowhere, and you're like, holy shit. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty good. Like, if you liked Green Room, I, I wouldn't say it's as, it, it's as good as Green Room, but I still thought it was pretty good. Check out uh, Credits Due, yeah. where they just did a review on the Yeah, Green they Room. made me want to go back and watch Green Room. I've still never seen the Green really? Room. Really? Yeah. yeah. i have to watch that sometime. Because it's it. good. I heard. It's real good. Great. Um, anything that, else? That, that's it. Uh, yeah, I haven't been into a whole lot this last week. Uh, just watching a lot of TV. <laughs> oh, <And> really? <laughs> but I also have been reading more Batman stuff, and I just recently have read... Uh, the Long Halloween and Haunted Night, both by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Oh shit! Um, the Long Halloween uh deals with a holiday killer, yeah, who is killing on like major holidays throughout the year. Oh, and they're trying to figure out the mystery of who's behind him because they keep taking out this the Falcone crime family. Oh. And leaving little mementos of that holiday as they go on. So, like, if it's, like, 4th of July, they'll kill somebody, and then they'll leave, like, a little Statue of Liberty by, like, oh their God. corpse. Let freedom ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's, it was good. It was the first time I actually read it, and 
I was I was really intrigued. It also was like the uh, birth of Two Face in that book. Like it does not till the end of the book where Harvey Dent actually turns into Two Face. Oh, nice! Which is kind of cool too. It's uh real good, and it's like not like a big supernatural story either. It's like just a low level Batman crime story. Oh, cool! Which like crime families, even yeah. though like Poison Ivy does show up and like Mad Hatter and like Scarecrow and all that, but they yeah. never like they don't play a huge part. It's like yeah. the Maroni and Falcone crime families. Oh shit! Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And then uh, Haunted Night is like actually a story that came out before long halloween it doesn't tie in much at all but it's just like another cool short batman story by jeff Loeb and tim sale who are a great duo together hot damn i'm gonna say that's pretty much all i've been into this last week right on troy all right jt well if people want to talk tv or anything (laughs) entertainment with you we're gonna do so they can find me at bucky for everyone on twitter also bucky for everyone on instagram and he went at bucky for everyone on snapchat troy you can find me at troy to the max on twitter you can find both me and jt at review review pod on twitter all of our episodes are uploaded onto facebook.com slash review review pod and our hosting site for all of our new apps and our quick monday apps uh it's uh reviewreviewpod.podbean.com oh yeah you don't want to listen there no skin off our back because we're pretty much on any other platform you can think of such as uh google podcast stitcher spotify we are on alexa devices we are everywhere out we're there everywhere babe that's right babe uh, you can even find us on YouTube if you so desire. Um, if you got something long form to say, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. That's the show. That is the show for, uh, our Monday flashback. Since we talked about TV, you might as well, uh, do what everyone was doing last year around this time and, uh, play our part of the test pilot last year where we shit all over the Inhumans. (laughs) The wonderful Marvel Inhumans that came out last year that got cancelled pretty fast. Yeah. We watched the two hour premiere of it last year and uh, we had a lot to say about it. Yeah. (laughs) We had a lot to say about it. So go ahead and uh, relive those wonderful memories from uh, last year's TV pilots from our test pilot episode of last year. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> Dude, that was a fucking. <laughs> do we go a long time on that? Yeah, that I was going to do the episode by itself and it was three hours. And I'm like, why is it three hours? And it's because we almost go an hour on Marvel and humans. <sighs> Shit. Cause we Great. just, yeah, we go into that much detail about how much it fucking sucks. <laughs> Perfect. Well, enjoy that for Monday, yep. and then next Thursday, we should have a review for Venom for you. Speaking of shitty comic book things. <laughs> so we have that, and then I have an idea for the following Monday's app. We okay. should do uh, Spider-Man 3, because oh. it has Venom in it. Okay, okay. Do a, a mini-app for Spider-Man 3? Yeah. All right. Because I don't think we've ever reviewed it proper on oh this. no we've never yeah and i want i because i mostly want to go back to th- see if it's as bad 
as what the internet shits on it to be. Okay. Or if it ends up just being fine. Okay. That's my mindset going into it. Fair enough. Sounds all like right. we got our next three eps all planned there out. There you for go. You. A mini Monday ep two weeks down the line of uh, Spider Man 3. Yeah. I can do that. All right. Good deal. That. Sweet deal. I can do that. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, that's what we got on the docket, ladies and gents. So yeah. join us on the interwebs where you can chat about anything that we've brought up today. Uh, but until next time, we hear us on Monday talk about inhumans <laughs> i've been troy to the max extreme i am gt3k we are off